0: Et bienvenue au balado, Habs unfiltered. Je suis votre hôte. Blain, pas vin. and I'm now joined by my co-hosts, Matt Smith, bonjour, and Treg Wilson, salut. So for those who may be a little confused by uh, the intro to episode 143 uh, being slightly in French and then switching quickly to English, uh, there's a language concern in Montreal and. I thought, hey, we should have some representation. Donc, on se parle un peu en français pendant le bel mais on va changer ça en anglais maintenant. So we're back to English, just because.
1: Est-ce que je vais parler en français?
0: No, 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 we're good. Oh, I surprised the
1: shit out of you, didn't I?
0: (laughs) Well, you're from Moncton.
1: My last name's also Smith.
2: That's right. It's called
1: stealth French.
2: (laughs) It's called Jean Paul Français un peu. But I I have to learn it because I'm moving to Quebec. So that's right.
0: But in Quebec, they wear pants. Treg.
2: No, not always. If I carry a thing of poutine around with me all the time, no one's going to say anything about my pants.
0: No, you got to wear skinny jeans so that you can look like a, like a. I I do wear skinny jeans. Skinny
2: jeans and skinny cigarettes.
0: But then, yeah. And then you'll look like, (laughs) then you'll look like a French bulldog standing up on his hind legs.
2: I do wear skinny jeans. (laughs) We know. (laughs) If you wear pants. When I wear pants. wear pants, The question is, am I wearing pants right
0: now? And according to the poll that uh, was put out by Habs Unfiltered, uh, no.
2: (laughs) That's right. I'm, I'm disappointed in the amount of O-babies that were not picked.
0: You I mean the people... only person who picked it was you? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that was Matt! <laughs> I
2: had <And> two. Matt.
0: <laughs> If you want to see more, just subscribe to the Habs Unfiltered OnlyFans page. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So, okay, so this episode, uh, episode 143 of Habs Unfiltered, uh, we're going to touch a little bit on the language uh, discussion that's been going on lately out of Montreal. Uh, clearly, the first couple of minutes of this show, we've been goofing off on that a little bit. So we're going to, t- we're going to start there, but we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Beldraving's future. Uh, there might be some talk of Jack Eichel. Haha, just because we can. And yeah, screw it. Let's talk about the playoffs. Because the Montreal Canadiens qualified for the playoffs for the second straight year, technically.
2: Last year didn't count. Yes, it
0: did. They made it. They qualified for the playoffs by winning a play-in.
2: I was told quite angrily on Twitter when I put out that they have, under the Bergevin era, six of nine years they made the playoffs. This year and last year doesn't count because last year they only got it because it's given to them, even though they had to play a five-game series against one of the top teams in the league, fully healthy, mind you. Pittsburgh was fully healthy in the playoffs. And this year doesn't count because they backed their way.
0: Oh, okay. So, so are, we, matters doing, are how we doing you caveats now, for so. everyone now? Does everyone get a caveat? Does the Stanley yeah. Cup get a caveat? Does... That, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So now we're, we're worried about style points. So what are, what are these people doing? Like, are they, they're pissed off that, you know, someone smoking Export A and not du Maurier They're not stylish enough.
2: I'm just telling you, I put six of the, all I did, all I did was state it back. Six of whatever. nine years. We'll get into that in a little bit because that's
0: whatever. We'll get into it. But first we're going to kick this off with the language issues. So in the press, before the game against the Edmonton Oilers, where the Canadians clinched a playoff spot by earning a point, whether you like the way they did it or not, they did it. Um, Before that game, it was announced that that game was going to be the first time in 110 years that the Canadians were not going to dress a Francophone Quebec-born player for a game. So they would not have that in the roster for a game in a regular season so that created some kind of an uproar ignoring the fact that Denot was injured drouin is home in personal time uh, we'll get we'll cover why in a little bit but it's not like there's no francophone quebec born players in the lineup there were a, there was a francophone in the lineup last night as we record, it's the 11th of May. Um, There was a Francophone in the lineup as Paul Byron is Franco-Ontarian. But that doesn't count. They're not good enough. So it created this big uproar.
1: Paul Byron, um, Paul Byron speaking French yeah. is like when I speak French.
0: But he's a Francophone. He's part, <laughs> right. His mom was French. Yeah. He's from Ontario. He was Franco-Ontarian. But he's not Franco-Quebecois.
1: So, my mother is not French. And if mom, if you're listening, you try to speak French, you cannot speak French. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> Paul Byron's very better than you are. And that was bad English. But <laughs> Paul Byron <laughs> is a lot better than you are, Matt, <laughs> at speaking French. Caught Yemi is better than you at speaking French. So uh, we'll go from there. Um, are we getting into the language debate now? Are going to talk yes, about that now, Yeah, or? that's what All we're right. starting with so, right now. I can understand the GM and the coach being French. I don't really agree with it, but I get it. I understand it. There is a, a law and people in Quebec can verify this or not, but I'm pretty sure there's a law in Quebec that the media has to be able to get their information in both French and English. Um, and if you can get a GM and coach who's bilingual, they can do that and everyone's happy. Um do I think we should get the best coach and GM available? Absolutely. But this is not, this is a cultural thing. And you have to accept the fact that Montreal is part of Quebec's culture. So you have to accept the value of the culture. When it comes to players, though, I put the best team out there. I don't care what language. It, it, everything's done in English anyway, whether you're Russian, Finnish, French or Spanish or whatever you are. Everything's done in English. Uh, I would rather have a all Russian speaking team. If it meant we could win the cup with an all Russian speaking team. I really now, don't care.
0: I, 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 and most fans would say winning trumps all of it, but this is a, this franchise was founded in 1909 as a Francophone hockey team, as, as a team for the Francophone community in Montreal. Because there was an Anglo team, the, the uh, I believe who was it? The Same. the, Maroon, the Victorias, the Montreal Victorias, mm-hmm. were the Anglo team at the time, and they wanted to market a team for the Francophones. So they they started Les Canadiens, and Les Canadiens that's that was the original term for those born in and around Quebec, so the original settlers, uh, European settlers. So. That was the basis of the, uh, the founding of the team. But over the years, hockey is no longer just this small local sport. It's now a worldwide thing. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, we have the salary cap. We have the NHL is a multinational organization. So things have changed. And the fans wanting to hold on to that, it, it's, it's all well and good. But one freaking game. One and they they lost their minds. Uh, Montreal's mayor Valérie Plante uh, went on about this. Uh, uh, Legault, the premier of Quebec, went on about this, as if this was a massive failure on the Montreal Canadiens organization for not icing a francophone. Like they they could have they could have sat Paul Byron last night and let Bell Zeal play.
2: That would solve their their point. But they they wouldn't have got their point.
0: Exactly. But there would have been a francophone from Quebec on the team.
2: Well, Pierre Dagenet brought up a good point uh, in one of his interviews. And basically what he says is you can blame the Canadians and the scouting and all you want, but Quebec has fallen behind the eight ball in developing their minor system and their minor league players. And this is the issue when it comes to draft time as to why Montreal. If you look at Montreal's draft list, they draft at least a – a Francophone player somewhere late in the rounds at some point. I don't think there's too many years they haven't drafted at least one Francophone guy. I'd have to La- go back to last,
1: last year is probably last the first year. year in a while. Last right? year.
2: But that was the first year in a while that didn't, they didn't draft a – but he made a good point. He's like, it's fine and dandy if you want to draft people to Quebec, but we have to produce talent out of Quebec that need, that can get drafted. And this is the issue that Quebec is having. Um and I mentioned a thing on a a, a Twitter tweet by Matthew Ross, who kind of said, "You know, we need to scout more in Quebec. Montreal needs to scout more in Quebec." Sure, they can. That there's not. I don't see anything wrong with that.
0: More scouts in Quebec doesn't mean there's talent in Quebec.
2: Sure. And and that was the point I'm trying to make. And the point I was trying to make is, sure you can do that, but why are you looking at the end of the road, for the Montreal the, the organization at the end of the road? as the problem when it should be the organization at the beginning of the road that should be looked at. Yeah, because so, right
0: now there's only about thirty Quebec born players in the NHL.
2: Yeah.
0: Quebec born Francophone players in the NHL. 30 out of almost eight hundred.
1: Well just look at the 30. draft last year in the first round. There were five players out of the queue taken in the first round, one of them being left here. Exactly. The other the other ones being um, in order. So Lafreniere obviously went first. After that, 18 at Mercer. He's English.
0: He's from, from Newfoundland. From Newfoundland,
1: right? After that, Hendricks LaPierre at 22. Justin Barron from Halifax, went 25 to Colorado? Another English guy. And then you got Maverick Bork. From Nova Scotia. And you got Maverick Bork.
2: Yeah, so but three that, that's, that's from the queue.
0: That's,
1: that's right. That three Francophones
2: for the whole queue. Well, first what round. I'm saying is just Quebec itself That's true not, like, there's, there's not a lot. <clears throat> there, there, so, there's not a lot.
0: So last year's picks, the francophones from Quebec you have Lapierre, Boc, and, uh, and La and Lana going first. The first one clearly the Canadians had no chance of picking him. he was going number one. Uh, the other two, however, they could have picked them. They could have they honestly could have. But it would have been a, a reach, yeah, because both were ranked to be in the mid twenties, so twenty to twenty five range. The Canadians were picking sixteen,
2: and, so, and then you got you got to look at it. If you're just going to pick a French guy, say in the sixth, seventh round, just to pick a, a a francophone player, what's the point? Like, really? Okay, we can pick him. He's not going to make the team, or it's very rare. It's it's going to be a long shot that they're going to make the team. But so, are these guys any
0: are these guys going to make a difference? Like the ones that they have a chance of picking that they could have reached to get. In the last no. few years, there's a few guys. One of the we'll, they we'll look could at, have made a reach.
1: One of the better players that they've picked in the last couple of years in the later rounds that's Quebec or, or uh, that's French speaking is Harvey Pernard. Right. Yeah, he's on an AHL hard.
0: deal right now and yeah. he's yeah. called the Lavaliger. He's the Laval yeah. Gallagher. So yeah. he might earn himself in my opinion, I think he's going to earn himself his uh, entry level deal. But they
1: picked, they picked other guys in rounds five through seven, like uh, Simon Bork and um, uh, Sam hood and all them. And they're guys that just didn't, they didn't pan out. No Bork turned into fucking Armia. So I think that's okay.
0: But, and then Bork retired from professional hockey right after. So it's, these are not the late round picks. They're taking chances on guys and it's, it's more of a political thing. They're like, well, yeah, we can, and we can try a fifth or sixth round pick on these guys. It's not a big deal, but if you really want an impact player, you got to pick them high up in the rounds, you know, early in the first. And with the exception of last season, the Quebec league and Quebec, the province itself has not been generating a lot of hockey players. A you know, high end. There's going to, you're going to have some pluggers. You're going to have some bottom sixers, bottom pairing guys. Um, but I think the best, the best way of doing it, they, they, they're pushing this as a political thing. It's, it's purely political. So why doesn't the government and Hockey Quebec step up and do what they need to do to improve their hockey development programs? They can work with the Canadians. They can create a, I'm, and I'm writing about this right now for recruits. There's going to be an article on recruits in the next couple of days. But this is the basis of my idea. Why don't they create a a KHL style academy going from the early ages to the later, uh, to junior age, you can, you can set it up. It's paid for by the government. You can bring in people, uh, underprivileged children, and you're going to develop players, scouts, coaches, management, equipment staff, the whole nine yards at every single level from the grassroots up. So when they get to the point where they're at junior age, you can keep them in um, uh, like a hockey academy school where they can do regular high school work and they can play tier two hockey and be eligible for the NCAA Uh, or you can help. They can even buy themselves a Q league team and build a team that way. Show us, you can do it at that level. And then when you finally have some decent hockey players, They will get picked by the NHL.
2: It's almost like the United States Hockey League in Quebec.
0: Yes that that same idea that same that same idea basically, but with the the Russian version, it starts from day one. Yeah, you know, like a novice or IP Mm. in Canada. When you're three and four years old, those hockey academies start at that point, and they develop their coaches, they develop their scouting staffs, they develop their players in that manner.
2: That costs this, do do and the government is not going to put that out.
0: Well, then stop bitching and moaning.
2: Exactly. I'm um, going back to the draft picks. Louis LeBlanc was the last first round uh, francophone player that uh, Montreal picked in the first round. And how'd that work out? Yeah. And until then, the next one was the next highest pick is Zachary Fukali at
0: 36, Who's, who signed with Washington this year. And, and goalies take longer. So I think Zach is going to do himself. Uh... Some He's actually doing system. quite well
2: in Hershey. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it's been fifth round picks or later. I don't know William Bitten was he is he francophone? He's no. Franco Ontarian, so okay. he doesn't count. Uh, I knew he was French. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, and there you go. That's it. Fifth round or later for the every other draft. Because apparently they don't give two craps if you're
0: francophone and not from Quebec.
2: Yeah, and but I mean, we, and like Xavier like
0: they go on about him. I think he was born in France.
2: I think he was. Yeah, he
0: was. So yeah. he doesn't count. He's just from France.
2: You know, French. Motherland. Yeah. Jake Allen's from New Brunswick. The only bilingual province in Canada. That's right. The, the only official one. percent That's right. Yeah. That's
1: right. Get back well, to I think French what pissed me off the there. most about what Legault said is uh, they brought up the Nordiques. And that's usually the thing that they, that they, that they always push on. And he said, maybe one day if we had the Nordiques, there would be some, some competition to see who you get the most Quebec players. I said, go, go ahead and take them. Try to find cool. the talent, try to find the talent that's yeah. not already, that's not already on NHL rosters. And there is some high level Quebec based talent on, on, uh, on NHL rosters. Montreal has a couple of them, but um, you know, you look at like game breaking type players, you're not going to, Pry a Patrice Bergeron of Boston. You're not going to get a Huberto out of Florida. You're not going to get Shabbat out of Ottawa.
0: How many want to go? Guys. But how many want to go to Quebec? And with all oh, exactly. the pressure that's exactly. been put on, look at Drew. Yeah, do they want to come here and deal with that bullshit?
2: Can you imagine Lafreniere playing in Montreal with the way he started his season? Yeah,
0: he would be yeah. destroyed.
1: He'd be getting cocky, emmy emmied.
2: <laughs> yeah, hundred uh, uh, percent. To bring up a point about language, Montreal back in the '50s and '60s had that uh, thing where they could draft the first French player,
0: but they uh, only used it once.
2: They only used it once, and he never turned out to be anything. The point um, is,
0: Tardif. They used on Tardif. Well, Tardif was a pretty okay. good hockey player,
2: but the, he, he wasn't a superstar. Is what I'm trying no, to say. But he was good. He did
0: help them win a cup.
2: Everyone helped them win a cup in the 70s yeah. and 80s. Um, but what I'm saying is, is even then, when they... And back then, you could sign a kid at 12 years old if you thought he was good enough. Like, Jean Belleville was signed at, what, 12, 13 years old? Bobby Orr was signed by Boston at, like, 12 or something. So he 10. He was signed at 10. Was he 10? So, anyway, you could sign, and Montreal still didn't... Uh, you know, they even had the the best pick at all the French players... Uh, french-speaking players out there and still didn't uh, really use it no you had a bigger i want to say a bigger pool but a bigger pool of skill higher skilled players to pick at them
0: well there was yeah and you could pick the the elite of the elite because there was only six teams now there's 32 officially 32 teams uh, and you only have 30 Quebecois francophone players. And here you go. So, yeah, you, you got guys who are getting just crucified if they're not actually actually playing like Guy Lafla, you know, putting up 45, 50 goals a year, just crucified. So, w- there's no incentive to come up. And you have it, and you brought up uh, Legault, Matt. You brought up Legault and talking about the Nordiques. And what happened there? The Nordiques did the most Quebecois thing ever by separating and moving. <laughs> yes, I made that bad joke. Whoa. So you want, hey, yeah, have at her. Somehow bring the Nordiques, uh, the Nozick back. Bring, uh, you know, Quebec can put a team in there somehow, maybe move Ottawa there. Who knows? But, and then fill them with just Francophones.
1: Well, you look at it this way, then, and, and and the the big thing right now is um, Montreal has been able to bring in players to Laval, yeah. Vea, and um, Harvey and those kind of guys, and they've been playing top six roles on this team, and, and, and they're getting it, they're getting in the spotlight, et cetera. And now you've got the ECHL team with ju- which just got their um, their schedule today. There, that's gonna be like a breeding ground for french speaking players yeah they can bring up any player they want out of the queue if it's a, and be like there you go and I think that's what they're gonna do I don't think it's going to be everybody but they're gonna use it's 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 a it's a developmental league they're gonna some of the guys that can't really um, make impact at the AHL level they'll go down there and they'll be leaders down there. But yeah. they're gonna they're gonna have their their pick of undrafted players out of the queue. Yep,
0: yeah. and look at look at what they've been doing already. Teasdale is another as a guy. that no, absolutely, yeah. undrafted, signed yeah. him. This year was his first year
1: he
2: actually it up. playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Unfortunately, he's got knee injuries, which absolutely. I think are gonna probably yeah. cause him a lot more problems. And than... but this is a kid that had NHL potential they sign him as a free agent and they threw him in their into their system. And 20 is going to be exactly that as well. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right.
1: Yeah. But what's going to, what the problem was there is you're going to see a lot of guys that are signed to AHL only deals or two way AHL deals. And if they're lighting it up in the ECHL get possibly get called up the AHL, they're never going to be able to get called up to the NHL because they're on that wave of contract. And that's when people are going to get more pissed off.
0: There's always going to be something that'll set them off because exactly. it's a, the goalpost is constantly moving with it, It's not about hockey for a lot of these people. It's about a political thing. Yeah. They want that, that uh, prestige.
1: Yeah.
0: And they think they can control that by being able to, th- to demand these things. Mm-hmm. And, and, every Montreal Canadiens fan, regardless of language, clearly wants a team that can win, at the very least, make the damn playoffs. Um, And this, this, while it is a PR thing, it is still cultural. It is still important for the local fan base to be able to look at the team and say, I recognize myself in that person because they're from near me. But saying that it's the only franchise in the nhl that does that that's right you uh uh, you look at you look across the nhl and uh, our friend matthew sent us a tweet uh today and mentioned that only uh 13 teams have a player on their roster that is from their local state or province And, and, and it's not done because they have to have it done. It's just done by coincidence. I mean, clearly Toronto's one because Ontario pumps out a lot of hockey players. It's a province of 13 major. million people. They're going to get a lot of hockey players, especially out of Toronto where there's big money. And that's the, that's the major problem as well. Hockey's becoming ridiculously expensive and it's becoming prohibitive for too many people to put their kids in so they're unable to develop hockey players because they lack the funds in Quebec unfortunately a lot of the province uh finances I mean you know they're hard-working proud people I know they're my people but the finances are just not there for everyone so you're not able you're you're potential pool of hockey players is lessened just by that yeah so that's where the should uh, jump in and uh, put their money where their mouth is you want more francophone hockey players from quebec got you go, you, to develop them you go to develop them you got to start at grassroots and to do grassroots you need to put money in so let's put money in and give kids more chances to play hockey okay.
1: so what i'm gonna what i'm gonna say is if uh if francois legault is listening right now Totally, which he probably bro- is. Oh
0: yeah,
1: you set aside six hundred million dollars, and you and buy. We will handle
0: it. We'll take and,
1: care. Of and it, yeah, yeah, we'll ha- we'll handle all the money, and um, we will buy the Quebec Nordiques. They've already got an arena. I've seen it. I've been at it. It's really nice, and we will move them in. Six hundred million dollars, yours,
2: Blaine. You can coach. I'll GM. Oof. Matt, you're the uh, president.
0: No, you should be on the bench. You should be on the bench. I'll be your translator. You got to wear skinny jeans and a skinny tie.
2: No, I'll dress like Ducharme. Only better.
0: <laughs> We're just trying to find a way to make you wear pants. That's all I can't all this be on the is. bench. I can't this be, I'm not
2: French. I can't be on the bench.
0: Sure you can't. Actually, I can't it's... be GM either. No. All right. I, I think we've exhausted this language debate. Bullshit again, which is going to come up constantly.
2: Constantly. Do you know what other language people they they really shit on? Quebec Finnish people. They they really expect high expectations from Finnish people. Yeah, especially twenty-year-old Finnish people.
0: Yeah, who they didn't want drafted because today they say they want a Kachuk, but back in the day they They all wanted Zadina.
2: Yeah,
0: and you know how we know. Cause we were freaking there. Yep. For sure. The oh. what lady
2: wanted Zadina.
0: She did. And, and when we, when we spoke to the what lady, who by the way, wonderful woman.
2: So was her husband.
0: Yeah, yeah. They were great people. Like yeah. I, I swear to God, great, great people. They came all the way from Louisiana to Texas to, uh, to come watch this, watch the draft. So when we were talking to them, she was really into the Z, into zadina and then when we spoke to her about that and mentioned we were from halifax and we explained to her why it's not going to happen she she didn't she still didn't change her mind but she understood why wasn't likely to happen and even though we warned her
2: that, that Cot- it was going to get picked
0: that it was going to be kotyami
2: i i will admit i personally wanted kachuk but knew they were going to draft kotyami it was a it was a pretty
0: obvious secret.
2: Yeah. So Yeah. Matt had no idea. He had no idea what was going on. He he was looking at the cheerleaders the whole time. She was looking at that girl sitting in behind Cotton Emmy when he came down the stairs.
0: Yeah, we all were. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> um
0: especially when Matt was doing this, giving us the old nudge, hitting us with the elbow. Look, 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 look.
2: <laughs> and then she she made herself famous on Sportsnet. Yeah. She did.
1: <laughs> uh, so one more thing about the language thing the year that Kakaniami was taken first French speaking player French born player Quebec born player went 27th and that was Nick Nick, uh, Nick Bodin that went to Chicago from Drummondville
0: who's now actually on the roster and he looks like a pretty decent he looks like he's going to be a good top four defenseman yeah. I mean I would have traded for him personally but uh, yeah but that's how they're going to have to do it. You're not, you can't reach from three to, you know, a late round pick just to pl- placate some people politically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're so up in arms about this that you have to have them. So when they finally do make a deal, they make a trade, they trade their top prospect to go and get the top young Francophone Quebec player, that's available on the trade market. They bring that kid in. They groom him. They they tout him as the next Quebecois player for the Canadians, and he becomes the lightning rod for anger and hate, and now he's on the long-term injury reserve because he's just tired of being the scapegoat.
2: You said there's, there's 30 uh, Quebecois players in the NHL? Yeah, about 30 of them, yeah. Then Bergevin should be getting them all. In this offseason, you should trade everyone to get those 30 players just to prove a point.
1: I think when they just draft players, they can just be like, oh, hey, number uh, number three overall, we pick uh, Jasperi, Kakaniemi, and then be like, uh, Kakaniemi, Bouchard, LeBlanc. And then they'll be like, oh, my God, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, the guy coming up the podium would be like,
2: it's like just yes art. very <laughs> yammy you know yeah exactly
0: <laughs> whoever they pick they just make sure they hand him a bag of export A's and as he's yeah. coming down he's just tossing them yeah <laughs> oh he's for, he's one of us for sure yeah oh I love the O'Keefe yeah he's from eastern <laughs> Quebec for sure <laughs> I th- I think we've exhausted this uh topic uh, uh I know we're gonna come back to it again in a future show because we always end up doing it because it's always coming back. So uh, speaking of Bergevin, why don't we switch uh, switch gears and just talk about his future as the Montreal Canadiens general manager. Uh, You know, the most vanilla GM that we've ever seen in Montreal. Uh, It's pretty, you know, there's no, nobody's, nobody really knows who he is or much about him. He's just quietly in the background and nothing has ever come of this. You know everybody likes him, right? Right?
2: It's always the worst. <laughs> well, I put out a fact today. You did? About you Mark put Bergevin. out a fact. Six of the nine years he's been GM, his team has been in the playoffs. Fact. No, no. This year doesn't count because
0: you know uh, reasons. <laughs>
2: Because they backed their way in, they They back. Oh yeah, back door.
0: They, they, uh, they got a point in a game by making it to overtime, so it doesn't count.
2: So, and here's what I'm gonna say about Bergevin. Don't care if you love him. Don't care if you hate him. He's not the greatest GM. He's not the worst GM. But you got to separate his nine years into two separate ten years, as if no. I don't. Why should I? Tell me why I should. Because he's two different GMs. His first year. First five years, he should have been fired in 2017. Who does not agree with that statement? Fuck yeah. Right. And the reason he should have been fired is because he did not build around the core he had to improve it from the Eastern Conference Final that they had What are you talking about? He got
0: got, uh, Ott, King, Martinson.
2: Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) However, once the retool started, we'll say 2018 was the first year of the retool. uh, Yeah. Totally different GM. Focused on development. Got rid of uh, Lefebvre and hired Bouchard. Wanted to draft better. As we can see, he, he, he's drafting better. He's keeping draft picks. He's, he's, he's using the draft picks. Uh, not signing free agents. Just to sign free agents. Cough, cough, not signing Alsner or the top defenseman just because they're the top defenseman, whether they're good or not. Um. Not uh, jumping all over top talent and trading away his entire future just for someone who may not push the needle forward. Um, totally different GM. So you're, you're complaining that the team's been mediocre for nine years. Uh, since 1993, only 15 teams won the Stanley cup. That's it. So it's not that it's mediocre. It's the fact that you're stuck in the 1980s when there was 16 of 21 teams making the playoffs. And now we have 31 teams, 16 teams of 31 making the team's playoffs. It's just not as easy anymore, especially with the salary cap. Now, I think maybe
0: the bigger issue is the fact that the Canadians have never actually been a Stanley Cup, a true Stanley Cup contender during his tenure.
2: Well, they haven't been a true Stanley Cup contender since 19 before 1993 because they weren't a contender in 1993. It's true. They haven't been a contender since 1989. Arguably, yeah. Really, if you want to go back to it. So, yeah, I get it. And I understand. And if he gets fired tomorrow, so be it. I hope the next GM comes in and uses everything that he's built up to his advantage because he's going to have a good cupboard. He's going to have a good team in front of him. Because he sure um, as shit didn't have any of this when he started. No, he did not. In 2012, he was left with absolutely nothing. Now, people there, – there are people out here who hate – Bergevin and we know why Uh, there's people I'm not going to say like me I kind of defend him but I think I have a valid reason for defending him but if he gets fired I'm not going to cry over it you know it doesn't affect my life Um, but you have to look at Bergevin as a different GM now than what he was when he first started It's it's like you fired a GM in 2017 cloned him to look like Bergevin it made him hit the weight room and then uh brought him back out um and that's the way you gotta look at it i, I don't think Bergeron's gonna get fired uh he's still got one year i wouldn't be surprised if they make version uh, a president of operations and hire another gm either that would not surprise me no
0: no and just uh, j- as you were talking i went and did a quick quick check on his top prospects that he had when he took over um, anyone remember the name Danny Cristo? Yep. Legend. Legend. That uh, that kid really lit it up um, at uh, campus parties <laughs> and getting lost, drunk in the snow, and lo- almost losing a foot to frostbite. Other than that, eh, eh, pretty forgettable.
1: But he sounds like Cresco, so I'm always going to remember that.
0: <laughs> he, yeah. Aaron Palushai. You guys, remember that guy? Aaron
1: Palusha, yeah, I remember.
2: Yeah, him. yeah. Okay. Alexander Aptson? I remember, I remember all these names. Yeah, oh yeah, not because they played,
1: <laughs> not because their fucking jerseys are in the rafters or yeah. anything. But. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Michael Bourneval. There was a there's a francophone they traded for. He yeah. was one of their top Ryan prospects.
1: Rhino Burn, R- yeah, Rhino the purse
0: snatcher himself.
1: Okay.
0: But yeah, that's that's the stuff that he had to start with. Yes, he had PK Subin and he had Patcheretti and, and Carrie Price. And you mentioned that he just didn't surround them properly and it's true. He didn't surround him. he did he didn't. There was no lack of centers, uh, lack of uh, you know, defensive depth. It was just they were they were he was reaching to try and patchwork a team together that he can hope maybe might perhaps cause some problems. Whereas this time now he's actually stopped, sorted his crap out said, okay, this is how we're going to go. And the argument's always going to be about, well, maybe he should have just traded everybody off full fire sale, do a complete rebuild. But to counter that argument, um, why look at Buffalo, look at LA, L- yeah, look at LA. They're doing exactly what the Canadians have been doing now. Uh, but just looking at teams that have, have won, they did full fire sales, but far, far more, uh, many more have done the full fire sale and failed like Edmonton, Edmonton went full fire sale for a decade. They have one playoff series win to show for it in like what 13, 14 years, Toronto, their are much vaunted dynasty have not won a playoff series in what 17 years?
1: Yeah, some stupid like that.
0: Yeah, they might win one this year, an actual playoff series, maybe this year. No. But it'd be their first one
2: in 18 years.
0: Yeah. It's so you argue the argue the methodology all you want, but the way that he's doing it now is just as proven as a full fire sale.
2: That's my point he's still got things he needs to do. He still oh, God, needs, a, yeah. he still needs, I mean, if you look at his body of work of since 2018, uh, he filled with the his team, prospect, not the gym, right? Right. Yeah. He filled the, uh, he filled the prospect pool. He made quality trades to improve the team with younger players. Um, he signed, he went out and got the, the power forward that the team needed in Anderson. Probably sign it for too long of a contract, but whatever. That's here. It's a price order. you have to pay. Yeah. Uh, got to Foley on an incredible deal.
1: Nobody saw that come.
2: Resigned Gallagher to a nice team. I'm gonna say Gallagher's is a team friendly deal. I don't care. It Six is. million it is. bucks is, is a good deal.
1: So is Petrie's.
2: So is Petrie's. Kept Petrie. Um, and then he's he got Suzuki, Caulfield, Nemi. Uh, all these young guys coming into uh, Evans, Romanov, um, He has to fix his defense. He has to fix the defense. He fixes the defense. And maybe, I don't know if he needs to get the number one center, but should he trade for Jack Eichel? Uh, he can, but you're going to give up one of those players that everybody loves. You're not getting Jack Eichel without giving up. Suzuki, Kautkaniemi, Caulfield, or Romanov. So if 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 uh, Buffalo said, you. "I want one
0: of Suzuki or Kautkaniemi," and you said, "Sure, I'll give you Kotkaniemi, uh Drewe two firsts.
2: Yeah, I, I ta- the only th- I- issue I have with Eichel is he's too injury prone. That's the only issue I have with him. Yeah. Other than that, he is a generational player. Healthy, he's a generational player. Healthy, healthy. Which is and rare. if he were
0: and injured would, at any point, it would be a complete failure on Bergevin's point part for trading.
2: Well, money. yeah, of course, of course. Or whoever especially, replaces Bergevin, especially if Cottonyami goes there and ends up being a thirty goal scorer with eighty points. Yeah, which I don't think is going to happen. But no, I don't think they're getting Eichel. I think everyone should just get this whole Jack Eichel thing out of their mind.
0: <laughs> I, I'm doing it to mess with people at this point.
2: I know. I know.
0: Because he's going to be I'll a New just, York Ranger.
2: And he'd have to change his name to Jacques. I think yeah. he's going to be a Colorado Avalanche. Nah, New York Rangers. Book it. But even if you, if you talk about Eichel, you're absolutely right. And by the way, people are talking about Cotton Yammy. Why, why would Buffalo want Cotton Yammy? It's terrible. It's funny how that works, eh? He's, he's, he's a horrible he's, hockey player. Oh, shit, the superstar's there. Let's give him this guy. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's good now. You you want to give up Drew and Cotton Emmy Why? They're they're bums. <laughs> According to some.
1: So they need to eat some of the cat money for Oh, I and we'll give them so. Byron too,
2: because we got to get rid of some contract. Yeah, because Buffalo's just gonna say, that's a great deal. Thanks, guys. Thanks yeah. for giving us all your garbage and uh, and all your high contracts for Have with Taylor Hall.
1: <laughs> Work for Boston with Taylor Hall.
2: True. That's actually <laughs> kind of true. But uh, I mean I would give up Cotton Yemi for him, and I think Cotton Yemi would be fair deal uh, with other things, like not by of himself. Of course, yeah. But, uh, I think Cotton-Yemi, but I think you're still giving up Cotton Yemi and another top prospect.
0: You what might be by? giving up Caulfield in that.
2: Could. Cotton Yemi and Caulfield could yep. have to go.
0: And a couple of firsts, and you still have to get rid of Cap. That's yeah. where someone like Druin would come in or – I don't know who else. <clears throat>
2: You'd have to throw. Well, one I mean, with the expansion draft coming up, you're probably losing Sherrod or Edmondson or one of those guys. So there's Maybe. three million. Maybe. Jake Evans. I don't think Jake Jake no. Evans or Jake Allen. Jake Evans. You think they're going to take Jake Evans? Can but, they take Jake Evans? Yes, he, they can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they're not going to. Oh. I don't think they're going to take Jake Allen either.
0: You remember when everyone to... was all up in arms? Oh, we got to protect uh, Udon? Yeah. No, it's not happening.
2: We should protect Charles Huda. He's going to come back and kill it.
0: Technically, he's still on their reserve list, so I know <laughs> he would be available for them to pick.
2: But uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, going back to Bergevin, he's going to—I st- think he's going to stay. I think he's going to get an extension. I don't know if he's going to be GM or not, but uh, people are just going to have to live with it.
0: What do you think, Matt? What, what's going on in that beautiful head of yours? He Ain't going anywhere. I love how succinct you are.
1: Richmond is not going anywhere. Not <laughs> a chance. He's not. He's not going to be promoted. He's going to stay as the GM. He's fucking. He's not. He ain't going anywhere. That's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. See, <laughs> as as Drake said, his yeah. his his body of work outside the gym has <laughs> has got better, and he really has developed the Canadiens' prospect pool into one of the better ones in the league, and we're seeing some of these players start to make impacts with the team being cooking. I Caulfield, uh, Paling's doing really well in Laval before he was injured. Uh, Primo is making the, making the, the right steps. So if we're, if we're, uh, if we're, if we're patient and uh, respect the process, we'll be good to go.
2: Well, well, that's the key. You have to respect the process. And you have to remember the process never actually started until 2018.
0: And the process takes a couple. It uh, takes some some time. You need patience with it.
2: It Took some teams up to fifteen years. Pittsburgh, L.A., Chicago. I don't think it will take that long. But I don't know about
0: winning a Stanley Cup unless they finally find a way to find uh, get a a superstar added to this roster because the Canadians have a ton of good players, guys that that can produce, that can complement. But they don't have that one person that can step up and they get a lot of guys on their team
1: that play with heart.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, they'll 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 stick their necks out. That only gets you so far.
2: That's right. St. Louis didn't have a superstar and they won.
1: Yeah, they also had everyone that was over like six six and like two hundred and forty pounds, (laughs)
2: right? I'm just
0: saying they didn't have a superstar, they but everything went right for them that year. Correct. Like everything yeah.
2: fell into place.
0: They That's did have very, they,
1: they did have some very good players on their team, though. All right, they then, did.
2: Blaine. Does that actually count then? Does it count because everything just fell in place for them? Should we count that Stanley Cup? Of course. No, we? Should we shouldn't because it's not. They didn't do it in the way they should have done it.
1: How many French-speaking no, but, uh, players yeah. do they have other than David Perron?
2: But we uh, but acknowledging
0: count. the fact that it was it, the, outside the normal way that it's been done in the past. I mean, Tarasenko technically. You could say is a star.
2: Yeah, but he's not a he's not an elite talent. I see what you're saying. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Montreal needs a, a guy who everyone hates to like, not just Carey Price, but they need a guy like they need an Eichel or a Matthews or a McDavid or a Drysital or a Seth or a, Jones or a so Seth. Jones. The only
1: way you're getting those kind or, of players, though, if or, it, or, is, if usually is if you draft them and and, I, and you I think that's where don't people tank
2: <laughs> have, that's where i think people have the blow this team up and start from the beginning yeah and it's it's a valid argument you you're absolutely right however blow the team up and with the new draft rules you're getting two chances yeah. to get the number one pick yeah and if you don't get them you just blew your team up for nothing
1: there, are some genera- there is some nothing. very, very talented players coming up in the next couple of years, but both English kids and a Russian.
0: So you can't So, pick you, so
1: can't you can't pick can't back them. Up.
0: So if we're looking for a superstar him. hockey player, someone who is guaranteed to change the franchise, someone that you can go out and find, you know, because you can't just go out and draft this guy. You can sign him as a free agent. This person will fill the net. He will bring you championships. Vladimir Putin.
2: Done. Done. Guy scores eight goals a game. Yes.
0: Have you noticed how whenever he's on the ice, everything just lights up. His opponents get these little red dots on their chest and the ice opens up for him. It's amazing. It's a miracle.
1: He has The guy is so
2: good, the defense is scared to cover him because they're like, I don't want to look foolish.
1: The only thing that can take him down is a carpet.
2: That's right. And, <laughs> and that carpet has- and anyone involved with that carpet has not been seen since oh, they far, they're just, they've yeah. disappeared yeah. <laughs> or their families.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that, uh, that charity game that he just scored eight goals in, uh, they showed the st- they showed up in the stands, uh, that every time a defenseman came within five feet of him, they would zoom in on that defenseman's family and put them on the jumbotron. And, they were just smiling and waving and they had two K- KGB agents on either side of them smiling and waving to show that defenseman the love that they all have for the sport of hockey.
2: The weird look in their eyes too. is like
0: a. <laughs> they did seem shocked. I mean, you know what it is? The fact that they were able to go to a live hockey game, they were just with, shocked and in with, awe that with they were Putin on the ice with Putin on the ice. Yeah. See, franchise-altering player.
2: Back to seriousness. (laughs) If there was a franchise-altering free agent level, like say in two years, one becomes available out of Toronto. He's going to Arizona. Probably, or he's staying in Toronto. That's right. But if he came available, you're paying this guy $15 million. Probably, yeah. Even and though
0: the fl- to, it's supposed to be a flat cap at that point and still around $82 million. But he's he's yeah. going to
2: want $15 million, and he's going to want seven years. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yep. And he'll so, get it. And he'll get it. He'll get it from somebody. It won't be Montreal. But no. say Montreal's in on that. Montreal says, Bergman says, all right, here's the $15 million. Sign you for seven years. Guaranteed in three years, it's the worst. Every fan in Montreal will say it's the worst contract they ever signed. But that's honestly
0: really the only thing that the Canadians... Well, they, there's two things they need. A puck-moving defenseman. A true puck-moving defenseman. A true puck-moving defenseman. And a star forward. Preferably a center.
2: Caulfield could end up being the star forward.
0: He could. Um, maybe. Also,
1: he could also move to center?
0: No. No. I'm just kidding. But it, I see Caulfield more of a... like We, a, do, a, we do do that a lot. Yeah. I, I, w- I would see him more of a a second line kind of player who goes on the top power play. He'll get you about 30 goals a year, which is great. But I don't see him as that game-breaking star.
2: You know what I mean? Like no, an I, I agree. I, I'm just saying. Uh, maybe Suzuki. Right now, I think Suzuki has the best potential to be that guy. That elite and kind I, of player? Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be a star. I, I, I mean, he's going to be like a, well, we talked about, it, Tarasenko. He's not, he's going to get you maybe 70, 80 points. He's going to be that high score, but he's not going to be the guy everyone talks about every night.
0: Well, he models his game on uh, Bergeron. If he ends yeah. up like him, that is an elite type of player.
2: And I'm really getting tired of people comparing his playing time and Kottenemi's playing time and the reason i'm uh, i'm not really tired of it it's just suzuki's a year ahead suzuki proved last year he was a more consistent and better player he earned the time that he's getting this year yeah koutniemi didn't now i get Yemi's playing russian roulette with whoever he's playing with and that's not helping him either but is also not playing great hockey i don't know um, and he hasn't really been playing consistent hockey all year, even when he had line mates that were good. You know He's what not... would we'll work on that though? What's that? He's not playing well. So instead of
0: <clears throat> handing ice time to stall or line mates to stall and then swipping, swapping and switching and moving guys around, place him on a fourth line with two set wingers, <clears throat> Byron it There you go. Giver.
2: Do that for five games you will see a much different hockey player. I, I totally agree. But in the end, Stahl's still not getting more ice time than Cotton and He never did. He, he, the last few games he has. quite Well, the last two, him. yes. But Cotton no, Emmy, he, the the game in Edmonton, Cotton no, Emmy is terrible. Except for when he was good.
0: That's I made that joke on Twitter. I said, oh, yeah. look, he had a great shift. And yeah. he stole the
2: puck and created a scoring chance. Maybe that gets him a second shift. And I'm not shitting on Cotton Yemi. I think Cotton Yemi is going to be a 1B center for the Montreal Canadiens. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is, yes, I don't think he's being deployed right by Ducharme, but don't use Nick Suzuki as the bar for Cotton Yemi. See, I can see why people are arguing that you know, they're comparing the two because
0: when Suzuki was going through his difficult times through the season, there was, there was a, quite a long period of time where he wasn't that good. We we can be honest. He wasn't. playing. He can be honest,
2: things. but he he was still producing points, even though he wasn't playing that good.
0: Kind of. He was still putting up a point here and there, and defensively he was having problems. Mm-hmm. But while he was playing and not playing consistently, his line mates stayed consistent.
2: But his I think role he stayed the same. But my point is, I think he earned that because of the way he played the year before, and the fact like that he earned
0: was... earned that uh, that leeway
2: or that leeway. That's what I think. You know what I mean? sure. Because of his rookie season and stuff. And don't get me wrong. Sure. But really in the end, do you want two young centers that are getting the merry-go-round of, of winningers and losing their confidence?
0: No, but I don't want one.
2: I don't (laughs) want one either, but this is, this is where we're at.
0: Yeah. And, and it's not an argument to give him more ice time in my, my, I know other people are making that argument and that's what you're pointing out. But my point of view is I'm not arguing to give him more ice time. My, my point is if you're going to be steady and consistent with one of the two, why not both? I don't care if he's on a fourth line getting 12 minutes a game, but give him steady line mates in a steady role, make it a five game set, let him go. And by the end of the five games, you're going to see a much better hockey player because he's going to have, his confidence will be up. He's going to be able to at at least anticipate what his line mates do because every other shift, he's got someone different on his wing. So no wonder he's confused. His confidence is down and he he plays poorly because of it. Some of it's on him.
2: Some of it's on the coaching staff too. I totally agree. And that's the point I'm trying to make out. Like, yeah, the coaching staff I mean, we all know I'm not the biggest Ducharme fan with Montreal anyway, but I don't think it's all on Ducharme either.
0: So. No, it's not. But uh, to finish off the Bergevin talk, um, <clears throat> I'm going to agree with the two of you. I think he stays. He's probably going to sign a two-year contract extension because being, uh, being in his last season, a lame duck GM, uh, that would just – you may as well just hand Brendan Kelly a torch – and tell him to go set half the town on fire. Just tell him, hey, Celine Dion's over there.
1: Four years. Four it's years? Four years.
0: Yeah. I'm saying two to three. What do you say, Matt?
1: It's going to be the next mayor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So we've been talking for about an hour. Do you guys want to... Want to talk a little bit about uh, the last game of the season, the Edmonton Oilers? I mean, we were going to talk about playoffs. I think we can save that for. We know we can talk. We know it. it's going to probably be Toronto, but everything depends on. Hey, this game.
2: Montreal wins tonight or tomorrow night, and Winnipeg loses tonight. And when Friday or Saturday? When do they play? Friday, Saturday. Uh, Friday. Friday?
1: Winnipeg. Winnipeg wins tonight. We're going to see a very. Um, uh, with a uh, taxi squad based team tomorrow,
2: yeah, I agree. A, lot, a lot of guys are going to get rested. Cott far- will get hit, good wingers, and lots of minutes.
0: They'll, they'll call, yeah, yeah, they will. And they're not going to call anybody up from uh, Labelle the are used.
2: They don't have anyone to call up, they're all injured. That's right.
0: That's right. So, anybody who comes in now is going to be an emergency call up. So, there's going to be a lot of sudden day to day injuries but they're not going to call anyone out of Laval because Laval right now is in their last five games of the season. They're playing one as we speak right now and they're beating the shit out of uh, the Toronto Marlies. So they've got four more games after that, all against the Marlies. This is their mini playoffs. This is how they're finishing their season. So no one's coming up from there. So it's going to be the taxi squad. You're going to see Belzile in there. So, Hey, back to the first topic. There you go. Franca Fun Quebecois is going to be in the lineup, eh? They
2: should just put – they should just one-day contract sign all the uh, Quebecois people, players that they can find around and just put them in for the game. And George Larocque entire protect them all. An entire lineup of just Quebecois people. With Primo and Nets because his last name is French. Frenchy. French-ish. French-ish. I agree with Matt. If, if Winnipeg loses tonight, you might see an Allen and a, you know, you might see a a pretty, and if price is ready to go, which I'm pretty sure he is. He had, he had a full uh, game, full practice today. He's not going to
0: play until the playoffs.
2: He
1: won't won't even dress.
2: No, I don't mean dress. I mean, if he's ready to go for the playoffs, and there's no reason to put Allen in against Edmonton, if they have a chance to jump into third, Uh, I think
1: we're going to see, I think we're going to see more of um, that Al uh, that, um, that Evans line that we saw the other night. I think we're going to see a little bit more of that. Maybe a matchup against, uh, maybe even match up against the McDavid line again. Who knows? But
2: I think Anderson's going to be out regardless.
1: I think so too. Yeah. And they might even set a guy like Toffoli. They might, you know, you know, you know.
2: Toffoli so. got a chance for 30, though. They might put him in. He needs true. two goals, but it's true.
0: They can only they can only help you know do day-to-day injuries for so many people. Yeah. They don't, they don't have that many. So unless they're pulling in guys off the street and saying, hey,
2: you so speak saying, French? Come on in. That's what they gotta do. <laughs> and LeBec passes it off to Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the Irish ones in there. Gotta get the French Irish in there.
0: Well, there's always a few. <laughs> Mamer Lula D. Gerdila No Johnson. It's a Heritage Minute.
2: I used to, I used to love you watching see those? catchers season. Oh, I know what you're talking about. My yeah, name Her- is Molly Johnson. Yeah, yeah, the Heritage Minute. That's so awful. Or, I used to, I used, I used to like so watching uh, Take Who's the Nordiques game, and when yeah. the announcer would be like, uh, you know, you know, Hunter to Statsny to, you know, and Michael Uff, because he did <laughs> just the way he said his name, he used to love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to point out that the greatest Quebec Nordiques to have ever lived were not Quebecois; they were Czechs.
2: Mm-hmm. Just
0: pointing that out for those. Well, the who Goulet,
2: your... he was Quebecois.
0: Yeah, but he's not a Stastny. The three Stastny no. brothers are at the top Marian, of the list:
2: Anton and Peter. Eric Lendros right. from Ontario. <laughs> and Eric Frickin Lindros, <laughs> the greatest Nordique that ever played in the NHL. Matt Sundin, Joe
0: Sakic. These are these are the greats in the Quebec Nordiques.
2: Ron Hextall,
0: Joe Sakic. Not not a lot of Wendel Jean Gies in there. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So uh, you can so the premier can go, you
2: know, stuff his hat somewhere. But Stephon <laughs> Fissé had one of the greatest masks in the NHL.
0: He also had one of the best games. What was it? Seventy saves against the that was Bruins? Ron Tugnut. Was that Tugnut?
2: Yeah, oh, against the Boston Bruins. Went to yeah. overtime. Seventy-three yeah. shots, seventy save. Yeah. yeah, that was Tugnut. That was Tugnut. Yeah.
0: Is that how he got his nickname?
2: What's his nickname? Tugger. No, it's because he was always tugging on his nut. <laughs>
0: Someone was gonna say it. <laughs> 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 uh, all right
2: the, we not in those skinny jeans okay.
0: <laughs> so uh before we end the show we were supposed to have brian, uh, brian mudrick uh, come on um unfortunately there was some issues with the internet in northern alberta uh things were not very good so we've rescheduled brian for next tuesday we want to thank brian for his time uh we really appreciate him try, uh, trying as hard as he did and re- uh, shifting his schedule around so that he can come back when he's able to be closer to a more stable Wi-Fi. Um, so really, thank you very much, Brian, for the time that you you provided us. Unfortunately, it didn't produce a show yet, but it will. Um, and I know that we were supposed to cover a little bit more about the playoffs. We've got time. The Canadians and the Leafs are going to be playing soon enough. We're going to talk plenty about that on the weekend. Uh, The Canadians play their last game against the Oilers coming up on a Wednesday night. And like we just mentioned, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what kind of lineup we get. So uh, Matt, you got anything, uh, any last thoughts to uh, pass on?
1: Yeah. um, Head on over to East coast lifestyle. You save 20% with the code unfiltered 20. They make some, uh, they make some really good stuff.
0: Yeah. And uh, you can use the same code. At Built Bar, to get ten percent off your purchase from Built Bar, order online protein at bars. builtbar.com. You get uh, you can mix and match your protein bars; uh, they're delicious combinations. Raspberry, coconut—there's all kinds. Go to builtbar.com, use the code Unfiltered twenty to get ten percent off. Uh, check out East Coast Lifestyle, like Matt said. Uh, use the same code, and you can get twenty percent off your purchase. Um, so yeah, support the pod by buying great stuff for yourself. Treg, you got anything, you, last thoughts?
2: Uh, no real last Man, thoughts. Thank but... you. So that was great. <laughs> but I will be on uh Jamba sports uh, podcast. I think it comes out tomorrow night. Uh, uh, Scott, uh, Scott Malta and I will be on there discussing the Canadians in their playoffs and on Saturday, I'll be on the Maple Leafs Lounge with the hockey writers uh, to discuss the uh, upcoming playoff series.
0: Yes. Oh, and uh, that reminds me, uh, check out uh, Saga 960 AM. Uh, they, uh, they, I, was on, uh, I was on the airwaves in Toronto talking Habs this morning. Uh, they've put out the podcast of that. So me and Mike Richards going toe-to-toe on Toronto, Montreal, and all kinds of other good stuff. So uh, yeah, we've been here, there, and everywhere. Uh, Make sure you, Hey, just it's more hockey talk. And that's what this is all about. So uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Uh, I want to thank you for supporting our podcast for supporting us in our writing and our, uh, all the different sites, Uh, check out the hockey writers, check out recruits. Uh, Hey, check out any site you want, check them all out spread the wealth, enjoy, get a wealth of different points of view. Uh, We're just happy we're one of the points of view you guys check in on and listen to. So again, thanks for listening. And remember, if you are talking about it, so are we. Are you in the market for quality sticks and equipment you can afford? There is a no frills, no nonsense company that wants to provide that to you. No Name Hockey. No Name Hockey is a small Canadian company started by former pro player Jason Goulet. When he retired, he searched for sticks that felt like when he was a pro but could never find the right one or one that was reasonably priced. So he decided to start No Name Hockey. Now No Name offers high-quality, customized sticks at a fair price. They won't try to wow you with a fancy name. They will focus on providing you A pro stock quality stick that you can afford. The cost of sticks has gone through the roof due to sponsorships and licensing fees. No Name Hockey makes sticks for the no names and players currently making a name.